the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A very sad indictment on the church, one we should take as a serious warning. Next, here on Times of Refreshing. It's a very serious charge the Apostle Paul brings to us here in 2 Timothy chapter 4. It is a challenge, in fact, for you and I as believers in Christ to maintain a purity and a sense of truth and understanding, being steeped in the Word, mastering the Bible until it masters us. The title of today's program is called Itching Ears. We're in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Please join us for today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing from the Well a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Again, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. I want to talk to you guys this afternoon about itching ears. And this is important for us as uh, individuals that, that love the Lord, that are growing in God, um, seeking to go deeper in God, and asking God really to you know, to take us somewhere in Him, I think it's important because, saints, let me say this to you. Sometimes hunger can be dangerous if you do not know what you're hungry for. Have you ever went, have you ever went, I tried this one time and, and then I had to, I had to repent. But have you ever went to the grocery store while you were fasting? Believe me, don't try that. I tried it one time, and I bought cupcakes, and I'm buying licorice. I don't even eat liquor. I'm buying all kinds of stuff. I mean, what happens is hunger is a good thing if you know what you're hungry for, and you know what's good for you. But oftentimes, our spiritual hunger can drive us down a road that can create some confusion, and in some cases, could cause us to get to a place where we develop an itching ear, which in turn can really stunt our growth and stop us from really developing. Second Timothy chapter, chapter 4, verse 1. This is awesome because Apostle Paul, he gets ready to give Timothy an apostolic charge, an authoritative command in regards to what God's looking for in him preaching the gospel. And he says it in verse 1, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who would judge the living and the dead at his appearing at his kingdom. He says in verse 2, he says, preach the what? Word. And so for all of us here as saints of God, one of the things that we want to develop is a healthy appetite for the word of God. And sometimes when we're growing in God, we're maturing in God, you know, I, I, I love what my my pastor, Pastor James Davis, used to tell me, my first pastor that I ever had, he said, son, be watchful. Because whatever you win them with, you've got to keep them with it. Whatever you win them with, 
you've got to keep them with it. So if you win a person with phylactery and lights, camera, action, and, and a message that's not balanced and thorough and sound and whole, then you got to keep them with that. And so one of the things that he would always tell us is, is basically to preach the word. If you win them with the word, they'll develop a healthy appetite for the word. And when they come across something else, when people come across something else, they won't be as... Um, as open to receiving it. And so for all of us, we've got to learn to develop a healthy appetite for the preached word of God. It means to herald or proclaim it, okay? And so it's not just about, and obviously there's a teaching aspect to preaching the gospel, but sometimes people don't really have an appetite for just sound preaching. And we have to learn the value of Getting in our Bibles, learning to learn the word, love the Word of God, and not always, and I want to just say this, and, and to avoid the entertainment trap. Amen. Can I have an amen in here? Because this is very big with the gospel sometimes. It's more of an entertainment deal than it is what did I learn and how did God give me impartation through the Word of God. We have to be sensitive about this. Um, you know, a lot of times we go, we hear the message, and, and we go around, and how did the message sound? Oh, yeah, um, the, was it good? Whoa, we had church. What happened? Man, we shouted. What was he talking about? Mm, well, he said, he said Mary had a little lamb. And, and um, but man, was it a good service? Whoa! And a lot of times, people are measuring the success of a service or a word that's given solely on the basis of how they got emotionally touched, not the depth of the spiritual impartation or the word of God that was coming forth or just the, the purity of the word that was coming forth when it was preached. Apostle Paul is telling Timothy here to preach the word, not politics, not the greatest and latest movie, um, not, you know, who's the latest denomination. He tells them to preach the word. And we have to have a healthy appetite for the word. I don't care if a pastor is preaching John 6, 3, 3, 16, 10 times. Is it the word? Well, I receive it. He's breaking down the word. I receive it. We have to develop this. A lot of times people are looking to be entertained. And if they're not being entertained or emotionally stimulated or moved, then they don't receive the gospel that's coming forth or the message that God is trying to release. So Apostle Paul tells him in verse 2, he says, preach the word. Preach the word. Herald the scripture. He says, be ready in season and out of season. And so that tells me that from, from a preaching standpoint... I like what this word in season, in the Greek it means when it is convenient and when it is not convenient. And so I have to be ready when it's convenient and when it's not convenient to preach the word of God. And when we're going about it from a, a spiritual standpoint, we want to, the people that are preaching to us, but then also we have to be prepared to give the word of God in season and out of season. Amen? When it is convenient and when it is not convenient. All of us have to learn this. He says convince. This word is a powerful word in the Greek. And it's tied to the word. Um, basically, it is tied to uh, 
causing someone to see what is right, cause, changing somebody's mind and perspective concerning something. And so when it comes to preaching on the Word, this is what we want to do. We want people's minds to be altered and changed so that they're aligned with the Scripture and not just their you know, personal preference or cultural you know, standard. All of us have to embrace this. He says convince. This is an aspect of preaching. He says rebuke. This is terrible because sometimes even with the gospel, when we are receiving a rebuke, a lot of times people have a hard time with receiving correction through the scripture. Or we'll say things like, well, you know, the Lord didn't say it. Well, at the end of the day, he's Timothy is, Apostle Paul is telling Timothy to convince and then he's telling him to rebuke through the preached word of God. And sometimes we need a healthy rebuke. Amen. If we go to church and we never get our toes stepped on, then we've got a problem. And the preaching has got to change because no one in this room is that perfect. Can I have an amen? No one in this room has cornered the market on Christianity to the point where you never receive a rebuke through the word. At some point in time, the word is going to find you. Can I have an amen? It's going to find you. It's going to step on your pinky toe, your big toe, and you might have to walk out of church sometimes limping. Did you have a good service? Yeah, it was a great service, but I need some healing right now because I got my toe stepped on. Well, that's part of being rebuked. Sometimes the scripture comes along and it's through the scripture, through the preached word, there should be an expectation that I'm going to be rebuked. If I'm not being faithful in my marriage like I should, if I'm not being faithful with my children or faithful handling resources, faithful on my job, and the Word of God comes across, I should expect that, okay, God, you saw me, so you had that person say exactly what I needed to hear to rebuke me so I can change and get better and do what you want me to do in life. A lot of times people, they, people uh, you must have told them what's going on in our house. You've been talking to pastor. Who told you? Who told him about that? Ooh, the devil is a liar. No, I was just at home studying, and then I saw the scripture, and then I read it. <laughs> Can I have an amen? Don't blame it on me. If God is rebuking you, then praise the Lord. And let's watch God change. But what happens is, through the scripture, he's telling him, this is the dynamic of the word of God as it's being preached, and it goes out. He said, exhort. Now, this is another thing, and I said this before, you know, a lot lot of times if we go to church and we're always getting beat down, then we got a problem. We should feel exhortation that comes through the scripture, but there's got to be balance. Somebody say balance. There's got to be balance that the word of God is going to break me down through rebukes, but it's also going to build me up through exhortation. I should expect that when it comes to the gospel, that when I come to church, God may break me down, but God is also going to build me up that this dynamic is constantly going on in my life through this word of God as it's coming forth. He says, convince, rebuke, exhort. He says, with all, lo- with all long suffering and teaching. So he's telling him to preach. He's also telling him to teach. And he's telling him to be long suffering. And I think this is also an important dynamic that we should be looking for. Because to be long suffering means to suffer long with people. That sometimes it takes people two or three times to hear the same message before they really, really get it. Amen. And I, I, I love this because... It's like reading the Bible. Just because you read the book of 2 Timothy one time doesn't mean that you got it. 
Can I have an amen? Sometimes you got to read it and read it and read it. And the truth be told, we're going to be reading this thing until Jesus returns, until we really, really get it. And so that's, that's, there's no problem with that. But what happens is we have to learn to be long-suffering, understanding that even though you preach the message like me in this church, I will revisit messages often because just because somebody heard it doesn't mean that they heard it, that they really got it. And so we have to be sensitive. But then he begins to tell us the why in verse 3. And this is the big issue that we see with Christianity today. And I see this dynamic going on. And obviously it's been going on for years. But it's becoming a little alarming to me. It says in verse 3, For the time will come, so he's being prophetic, when they will not endure sound doctrine. Somebody say sound doctrine. This word here, it means whole or complete. That there's an imbalance and there's a deficiency. There's something that's missing in the proclamation of the word of God when it's going forth. And people, it says, will not endure. It means that they literally will not tolerate it. They're not putting up with wholesome teaching. And so this is important because as we're maturing, we want to be made whole, but the only way we can truly be made whole is if we're getting fed the right things. And he says, and I like this here, he says, for the time will come when they will not endure, tolerate, or put up with sound teaching or doctrine. This is sad. We need a gospel that is balanced. Jesus was full of grace and truth. He's full of love and compassion but he's also, the Bible says that, that uh, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So there has to be a balance that we're releasing with people so that they realize that it's not either or with Jesus. What he comes to bring from a scriptural standpoint is all-encompassing and, and we have to receive him as such. He's not just the lamb, he's also the lion. Can I have an amen? And sometimes we just want to make him the lamb, but he's not just the lamb. He's, he's also a lion. That God loves you, but God will also discipline you. Whom the Lord loves, he chastens and rebukes and, and, you know, and he disciplines every child that he's received. If we're without discipline, then we are illegitimate. It should be our expectation that God... But see, a lot of times, because people will not put up with sound or whole or endure sound doctrine, it leads to, to this. And it says here in verse 3, But time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. Because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Now, this is dangerous. This is dangerous on several fronts here that I want to really address. Number one, it says here in verse, in verse 3, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. According to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Now this is dangerous. This word itching, it means to cut, to scrape, to scratch, to tickle. It metaphorically in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 3 it's meaning being tickled 
itching, referring to the ears, having an itch to hear something pleasing. Meaning to be t- being tickled, itching, referring to ears, the ears, having an itch to hear, and I like this, he says, something pleasing. Something pleasing. Saints, this is dangerous. Because of people's desires, because people have itching ears, they're gathering up teachers who will simply tell them something that's pleasing to them. It's no different than what we see happening in the Old Testament in Isaiah's days, Jeremiah's days, when they had false prophets who would prophesy lies to make people comfortable in their condition and would not release the truth of God's word. And this is exactly what's happening a lot of times today. That people are measuring the message simply by how pleasing it is to them. And how many know that not all the food that is good for you tastes good. Not all the food that is good for you tastes good. Well, a lot of times this is what happens in ministry and in life. People, now this is a dangerous part of it. People will heap up or gather for themselves teachers that simply will tell them what they want to hear. To the point where I've had pastors tell me, I've had pastors tell me, after they've preached messages, the deacon board and people like that will come, well, that was a good message, but I think you need to add this. And, you know, I, there, was a, there was one pastor, he preached on sin, and he started getting so many emails from the members of the church complaining that he, Lord help him, got up the next week and apologized to the church for preaching against sin. That's documented. Because of all the complaints. So what happens is a person, whether they realize it or not, can get into the pews and, and try to gather teachers that are going to tell them what they want to hear or what is pleasing for them. But see, it's even dangerous because not everybody in the crowd wants to hear the same thing. So now you got confusion. Now, now a lot of these pastors don't know what to preach. And they're measuring their message by the response of the people instead of the response of God. Man, well, if I say that, then, then such and such on the second row is going to get mad. And then if I say this, then they might leave the church. And if I say that, oh, yeah, oh man, if I say that, then he might not like it. And Oh, man, I don't think I should say that. And now a person, instead of being yoked to the Lord has now been yoked to the people, and instead of the people getting what is maybe wholesome or sound or good for them, now they're just getting what they want to hear, and it becomes dangerous. Saints, this is happening all over, because what happens is, is that after a while, a lot of pastors realize that, wait a minute, I got to find out what's going to sell the books and the tapes. I got to find out what's going to move the crowd. And now a person, like I stated earlier, becomes a performer instead of someone that is being led by God to preach the gospel. Apostle Paul is telling Timothy to watch out for this. He said they may not receive it, he said, because of their desires and because they want their ears to be tickled. They want to hear something pleasing. Saints, listen to me. Sometimes we are going to be in God's presence and in the church and it's not going to feel pleasing. It's just not. But that's okay. 
And I'm not saying it's going to be like that all the time. But there's sometimes, and I know, I know just knowing God, sometimes he loves us so much that we're going to be in a situation where a message is going to come across and that message is not going to leave you when you leave the church. It's going to follow you home. It's going to follow you to your prayer closet. It's going to follow you on the work. It's going to follow you when you go to school. And God's saying, I'm, I, you might have left the church, but I'm still here. I, I'm trying to get this message across to you because I love you. Amen. Well, this is the mindset that we have to develop with the scripture. And we cannot get to a place where we want our own kind of teachers. We want the kind of teachers that God has sent into our lives. Can I have an amen? I'm going to share a personal testimony. I talked to you guys about Pastor James Davis because Pastor James Davis was a man of God who greatly impacted my life. Just came off the football field. I gave my life to God. I was looking for a local church, and I found a church in Sacramento. I lived in Alameda, but I would drive to Sacramento in the, on the off-season, on Tuesday nights for a Bible study. I would drive there on Sunday morning. Matter of fact, I would beat them to church, and they lived in Sacramento. He would come up to the church and say, what you doing here? I said, I'm hungry. I want to be fed because he would take the Bible just like I'm doing and he'd break down the scripture and I just couldn't believe it. It just was just food for my soul. And so, but one of the things that happened to me was, is as I'm going through this process with Pastor Davis, it struck me because here I am, a professional football player, prime in my career, all over the newspaper, all over Monday Night Football, all this stuff. But he, I never got the sense that he was impressed with me. I never got the sense that he was impressed. And I started to realize, and I'm going to share this with you, and he was tough on me. He was really tough. You know, he was tough and challenging in that, you know, he, his demands for the Scripture were, he saw what God was doing. I don't know if he saw all this. He saw God was going to do something in my life, and he made a demand on me from a Doctrinal and scriptural standpoint, get in your Bible. Your Bible. Your Bible. Stop. You don't need to be looking at all kinds of who's the latest preachers and teachers all the time. Turn your television off. Get into your Bible. Know the word. If you don't know this, then you're not going to know the the counterfeit when it comes. Get into the scripture. Learn. 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 And... Sometimes he would challenge us. We'd be in a meeting before church and we'd have our big round table discussion with the guys. And if we didn't know something out of the word, he would look at us and tell me, what are you doing? Son, you don't know that by now. You've been saved for six months. I'm like, brother, I've been saved for six months. I'm just, give me a chance. You should know that. Get in your word. But what happened was it, it helped me to see and I'm going to just say this to you, saints, that it was such a blessing because I didn't have a pastor who was trying to parade what I did for a living in the natural. A lot of these guys, I watch them just like we have guys here. This is the reason why I don't parade a lot of these guys. We got general manager of the Oakland Raiders go to the church. We got all these football players. We got Andre Ware. Where I don't, you don't see me having these guys up here parading them around. Elder Kenyon was right there. You saw the whole thing, didn't you, Elder Kenyon? He, we were in the same church. We both got saved at the same time. Pastor Davis, he, he wasn't trying to... He, you know what he told me one day? I was like, man, I'm fired up. I'm ready to preach. I'm ready to be on the worship team. I'm ready. He says, son, <laughs> I'm ready. I was ready. I'm just... Man, 
I barely just stopped cussing. I wasn't even ready. I'm ready. I think I'm ready. He's, I know you fired up. You I'm ready to go. I'm proud. He said, son, I want you to sit right there in that front row and I want you to listen to me. I don't care what you did for a living. For a living. There's only one star in this church and it's Jesus Christ. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests, as always, we love hearing from you. It means a great deal to us knowing that these programs are having their desired effect on your life, spurring you on in Christ, love, and good deeds. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there, as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. Now, normally at this time, I would invite you to join us for worship here at the well. But at least until May 1st, because of the COVID-19, we're not available to do that at this time. What we are available to do is invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control, and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. God bless.